0: Welcome to Be Bold, Repeat, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who want a behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to build a business of your dreams using mindset and marketing strategies. Your journey as an entrepreneur can be whatever you want it to be. Be Bold, Repeat is not about being perfect or even getting it right the first time. We seek to inspire you to take action, whether that's clean or messy. We know that you've got this and the world needs you to show up and share your gifts now more than ever. My name is Ashley Cruz and I am the founder of Embracing the Uncertain, a female coaching company dedicated to providing a safe
1: and supportive space for your personal or professional journey. I'm Katie Burton, digital marketing strategist and owner of Simply Social. My passion is helping business owners and entrepreneurs tell their story online so they can free up time to work on growing their business. We are so happy to have you. Make sure you're following us at Be Bold Repeat on Instagram and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you're getting the latest episodes.
0: Welcome back to Be Bold Repeat. How are you guys? We are so excited to be here. Katie and I are on our podcast retreat right now, and we are just recording, 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 and we are so excited to bring you today's guest, Angela Comer, who is a personal friend of mine, actually, and someone who has just been an amazing human being in my life for several years now. But she has recently taken a huge step into entrepreneurship, so I thought she would be the perfect guest to talk about what it's like to start a business during a pandemic and be massively fucking successful at it. Like, that's probably the big thing here. So I'm going to talk a little bit about who Angela is, and then we'll get into her interview. So Angela is an outgoing and positive, fun-loving person, which I can speak so many things about because I've spent so much time with her and her kids and her husband but she really believes that birth doula is her calling, and I can also vouch for that. Um, this mother of three understands birth can feel like walking into the unknown, from having a baby as a young single mother to having a loving, supportive partner, which I will also say yes, 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 um, through her second and third births, she has the compassion and the needs, or I'm sorry, she has the compassion for the needs of laboring mothers and their partners, whoever that partner is. Maybe she was trained through donut international has her labor doula certification and through pro doula, and is a certified hypno hypno doula. Most importantly, she wants anyone who hires her to feel confident in her birth choice and in her body. And I'm so excited to welcome Angela to the podcast. Welcome. Ah, thank you. So good to have you here. Um, so, Angela, we always love to start off Be Bold Repeat with talking a little bit about who you are outside of the bio I just read and really what your journey to entrepreneurship looked like for you. Because, you know, we all have such unique ways that we get into entrepreneurship and I think it's really valuable to just share like where you've been in your life, what you've done in your career and how the hell you got to where you are today, because it's definitely a process. And I don't want to discount like all of the things that we do to get to where we are. So tell us a little bit about how you got here.
2: All right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, been it's been a long road. So I don't know how far I should go back when I was 12. No. <laughs> um, I always knew that I was going to work for myself. Like ever since I was really young, I've always known that somehow I was going to own a business. I just didn't know what it was. Uh, For a while it was, I was going to be a writer and I was going to write all these books and I was going to be amazing. And I was going to live by myself somewhere in the woods, who knows. Um, And then I, through high school and college, I started thinking, okay, I want to be a chef. I want to own a restaurant this is going to be my thing. Um, and then at the age of 18, I got pregnant. I dropped out of college and kind of let my dreams go, got a very adult job with, you know, the benefits and all of that jazz, but I was never happy in it. I never was because I knew that's not where I was supposed to be. And, um, even after, you know, getting married and having more kids, uh, I was just never satisfied and I knew why I just kept making excuses as to why I was not facing all of these, you know, thoughts in my head. And once my kids got to an age where I was like, okay, they're pretty self-sufficient. I should be able to start really thinking about what I want to be when I grow up. And it really started when I went to my sister in law's birth, I was her birth coach. And I watched my niece come into the world. And I just remember the nurse pulling me aside and going, you should be a doula, you should think about this, because you were amazing in there. And I thought, I should be a doula. This is amazing. I love this work. And of course, a few years later, after me telling myself that I didn't have the time, um, I'm older now, I have kids, uh, you know, I'm not going to make any money, this just isn't sustainable. Um, I finally got to a point where I was being offered another position at my job that was going to be better money and benefits. And I was so unhappy about the offer and i knew why because i knew i was not supposed to take it i knew i was supposed to jump into this thing so i went to my boss and i was like i can't do this i want to be a doula and she was like oh my god that's amazing that's what you should do then and it was super cool because she was like all right well what what can i do to help you get there so we immediately started Cutting my hours at work so I could take classes, so I could train. And that's basically how it started. And uh, I ended up leaving there and joining an agency. I worked for the agency for a little over a year. And working for the doula agency, I still started having those same feelings of I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be doing this myself. I'm supposed to be my own boss. And so of course, when I start really doing the footwork and learning my trade and getting ready for this whole rollout of having my own business, COVID hits. So I had to make the decision of, do I stay with this agency or do I just jump? And I decided to jump and that's where I am. Cheers to jumping. Yes. It's and I, yeah. And, but to
1: be able to face those fears, not only from making the jump to quote unquote corporate life to entrepreneurship, is hard enough to do when the world is in a normal place. So for you to do it during a global pandemic, I think is just speaks volumes to you facing those fears and going through it. So I'm sure there were still some fears, I would imagine. So can you tell us a little bit about when you were deciding to make the jump from a doula agency to working for yourself? What came up? And then also maybe for our listeners who haven't given birth themselves or haven't had experience, can you even tell us a little bit about what you do as a doula too?
2: Sure. Uh, Well, first let's tackle what a doula is. So a doula, well, there's lots of different kinds of doulas. I'm a birth doula. So I support people physically, emotionally, and informationally through their pregnancy process, through their birth, and um, probably about I would say four to six weeks after they have their baby. Postpartum, um, there's also postpartum doulas who support people uh, when they're, you know, just first having their baby and trying to figure out how babies work and how to sleep again and all of those things, mm-hmm. but. I am a birth doula. Um, God, I can't even remember the other question.
1: (laughs) So so this is why I shouldn't have doubled up. I just wanted to get some background, but um, so that was very helpful. And then when you were transitioning from the agency to the solopreneur life or starting your own doula and going out on your own, what were some of those fears that came up for you?
2: Oh, gosh, the the fears were, I'm not going to be able to get clients without this agency. Um, They basically take part of your costs, and they put it towards marketing and web design and all of those things. And there was that fear of, okay, now I have to do all these things myself. Um, And I had no idea how to market myself, I had no idea how to do any of these things. So the, the greatest fear was they're giving me a steady income and how am I going to be able to provide that for myself?
1: Which I think no matter what industry you're in, that is the universal fear, right? Like we're all conditioned to know this is where our healthcare comes from. This is where my paycheck comes from. I don't worry about if I have clients or work to do. My boss just gives that to me. So I think so many people can relate to that.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that was a huge fear. Um, And obviously, there's a lot of fears around failure, which I know that you guys hit on several times in a lot of your podcasts, because I mean, that's the reason why most people won't take the jump, uh, because the fear of failure, and I am hugely (laughs) afraid of failing, Um, not just because uh, this is, you know, my, my passion, but also because I have two little girls watching their mother who's 35, who's starting all over again, uh, they're watching me and I want them to see me succeed. And so of course there's that pressure of wanting to show my daughters that it doesn't matter, you know, that you're a girl, it doesn't matter that you're in your 30s or 20s or whatever age you are, if you're gonna start over again, all you have to do is work hard. So I just want them to see that my hard work is working. I guess, in the end.
0: So good. Can you share like how you overcame some of those fears? So like the fears are there. We know they are. But obviously, you were like, fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. So like, how do you think you got to that mentality?
2: Um, I think just having that support system around you is what really helped me the most. It was having friends and family that were like, okay, we got your back. Uh, birth work is, is hard. Um, it's emotionally hard. It's physically hard. So I'm on call 24-7. Um, I do have a birth partner and we do, um, do on calls every other week. So, of course, that helps with not being on call all the time. But in the end, it can be 3 o'clock in the morning or it can be 3 o'clock in the afternoon and I have to drop everything and go to a birth. So the first thing was, is just having that support system of no matter when I had to drop everything, there was always someone around me to pick up where I stopped and keep things going while I was gone. Um, and then there was also just the, the part of people just going, just do it. Like we have your back, we got you, we're going to help you through this. You know, you have friends who are like, Hey, let me sit down and talk to you about Instagram. Hey, let me sit down and help you build this website. Hey, let me sit down and do this for you. So when you find those people who are supporting all those little worries that you have and they're going, okay, you're doing awesome. Keep going. Keep going. Those are the people that you have to have around you. Otherwise it's, it's hard to do alone. You can't do this alone. You have to have a whole village to help you.
0: Oh my gosh. So good. And I, I, I totally agree with you. And when you're surrounded by people who have never done entrepreneurship, like they help you, they just tend to like keep you in the fear, but like your partner is an entrepreneur and you know, you have this supportive family that really does help keep you grounded so that you can focus on building and growing. And I think that's something that I think that a lot of us tend to overlook. And we always think, you know, our society tells us that you have to do things on your own and that Mm -hmm. you have to hustle and you have to do it. And if it's not, it, it has to look a certain way, but this is just proof that you can have all the support and really surrounding yourself with people that love, respect, and have your back and really believe in what you're doing can be the only thing that you have to push you forward. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be this major overcomplicated thing. It could just be mm-hmm. as simple as having the people you like that will support you no matter what. I love that. And I think that's so undervalued in this
2: world. Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, okay. So is this serious?
1: um yeah I <laughs> we've got, we're fighting over who's gonna ask you this question because we're both dying to hear the answer that's the um, truth no. so <laughs> no it's so to Ashley's point and to your point like entrepreneurship can look different for everyone right the strategy the speed at what at the pace at which what you go it can look different and the most important thing is that like it feels good for you but so many of the entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs that we've talked to, feel like this transition has to be quick, right? They have to go straight from their business to full-time success. It has to look a certain way. It has to have a certain strategy, but you really decided to embark on this transition at your own pace and you honored what felt good to you. And I think that is another undervalued thing that more people need to take into their business. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and what that experience felt like for you?
2: Sure. Um, I think it started out when I finally talked to my boss about like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm, I'm called to do. Um, and we sat down and we really talked about how it was going to work. And I think the biggest thing was, is having timelines of, this is the amount of time that I need to do this. So we started with, okay, I'm going to cut my hours in half. And I'm going to spend the other half of this time working on whatever it was that I was working on at the time. But I had until I think we gave myself I think I gave myself like six months of that where I was just doing all my training, learning my craft, trying to understand where I wanted to go with this. And then it got down to me working a few hours like twice a week. And we just, we slowly got to a point where one day I was like, I think this is it. I think I'm done. And she was like, yeah, I I think you're done here. And it's that support that I'm talking about that you just really need. But then it was when I started with the agency, I basically gave myself a year. Um, It was, I would be with this agency for a year. I would split off and I would do my own thing. And I think having those timelines is what really helps because then you can have the excuse of not doing the work of not hustling um, because you don't have that little mark on the calendar of you need to have your shit together at this date. So I think having those things really helped me. I don't know if that's for other people, but for me, I had to have like, okay, this is due at this time and you need to get out. And that's what I did.
1: Yeah. Holding yourself to it, but also giving yourself the proper amount of time, not saying I'm going to make my own agency happen in one week and I'm going to make my client roster full. Like it sounds like you really gave yourself the time to breathe, learn the craft, set realistic expectations for yourself, which I think is so key.
0: And like creating a little bit of a container around it, right? Like obviously you wanted to do it within six months, but had it taken eight, you're like, okay, cool. Like yeah, I'm just going to honor that that's what I needed. And that's totally yeah. okay. But the goal is six. And that's just so I can keep myself on track and hold myself accountable. So I love that. Right. I love that. It's
2: I love so giving excuses for not doing things. So if I, don't just we all? Make, yes.
1: <laughs> same girl. Same. So it was
2: just one of those things where I would like, look at my husband and be like, okay, on this day, if this isn't done, like, I need you to make me feel really, really bad about it. So I'll do it.
1: Shame me into
2: action. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> hey, we all have our ways to motivate ourselves. And I think even finding out what your way is, is half the battle.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, totally. Okay. So you're new to your own business, but obviously not new to the doula world. So tell us about um, your mentality when it comes to setting prices. So I think that's not something that we talk enough about on this podcast is like charging your worth, making sure that you're setting prices so that to your point earlier, things are sustainable and that you can live the lifestyle that you desire and most importantly, that you deserve. So tell us a little bit around that and like a little bit about how you came to your prices, what came up for you and what that mentality looked
2: like. Sure. Uh, When I first started training uh, to be a doula, uh, birth work is a little weird because you have people who will do birth work for free. You have people who will do birth work for very little to nothing. And then you have people who are badasses and they're like, nope, this is, this is how much this costs. And this is how much I cost to do my work. Um, so it's was really weird to get into a job where you see these seasoned doulas who've been doing this for, you know, 15, 20 years. And they're like, "Uh, yeah, this is my price. Looking at you like, duh. But then you have other people that are like, well, you know, there are people who can't afford doulas. So, you know, sometimes we, we give discounts and blah, 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 and, At first, I was totally one of those people that are like, well, you know what, maybe I will, you know, give discounts to those who can't afford a doula. Maybe I'll do a couple of birds for free, you know, while I'm trying to certify. And then I met this amazing doula who actually is the founder and CEO of ProDoula. And she's a badass. And I remember during my training, she looked at me and she said, when I have brand new doulas that start for me, they charge the same amount that I charge. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't understand this. And she goes, they took the same classes. They have the same education and she loves the F-bomb too. And she's like, they sit next to the fucking person and they hold their hand and they tell them that they're amazing and that they're gonna have this baby. And then this person has this baby and they think, oh my God, you're amazing. And they pay you. And she goes, why would a new person who's gone through all the same trainings, who's had to pay the same amount of money, get paid less? And then my mind was like blown. And I was like, she's right. I did the work. I took all the exams. I got all the certifications. I know what I'm doing. And when you are in birth work, it's clearly a passion. Like there aren't people in birth work who are like, yeah, I'm just doing this for a paycheck. Like that's just <laughs> my thing. That's what I do. It's not like that. Everybody in birth work, whether you are a midwife or an OBGYN, there is a reason it is a calling. It is something that you love. Um, but just because it's a calling and just because it's something that you love doesn't mean that you don't get to be paid for. Um, so I do not give discounts. Uh, I love watching my husband. Yes, I love watching my husband and he is a real estate agent and watching him perform his job with people and the way that he comes to it. It's funny how men never come up with, you know, we should give discounts. We should give discounts to people who can't really afford a real estate agent. Um, They're already having a hard time buying this house let's just give them you know a little off the top no way you hardly ever see a man sit there and go you know we're just going to give like a 50% discount for these people Sorry. and watching him do his work yes watching him do his work made me realize like that's that's what i want to be i want to never have to apologize for giving someone a bill and when it all comes down to it um if there's something that we really want in life, we will find a way to afford it. And yes, I do help people. I give people, um, a way to make payments. Um, there are things that we can do to help, but I am never going to give someone some sort of coupon for my hard work. It's just not going to happen.
0: Totally. It's an energetic exchange. Like that's the biggest thing It's like, it requires your undivided attention for however long that birth happens to happen. Mm -hmm. And it requires you to show up, be away from your children, be away from your partner, put your life on hold. You deserve Mm -hmm. as anyone that's in the entrepreneur world is, we all deserve to be compensated for that because it is an energetic exchange. We're taking energy from one place in your life and Putting it to another area of life where somebody needs that energy to make it through a very, very emotional experience. And having that support is crucial for some women. And that's exactly what they're paying for. And I'm just like celebrating the shit out of you because I think you're incredible. And like, I'm just, I think that we don't hear this side enough. And we as women always think, you know, I want to discount because I want to make it so that everyone can afford this. And that's fine. Like, okay, if you must discount, discount in certain situations, maybe offer it once a quarter or once a year, and maybe you offer a scholarship, but never do it because you don't think that people are going to buy. Do it because it's something that's on your heart. And that's something that excites you. And if you don't want to discount, don't discount and give back in other ways. Like, for right now i mean we're gonna we're recording this podcast a couple of weeks before it comes out but angela's doing a diaper drive like tell us a little bit about the diaper drive even though this is not probably going to come out in time before the <laughs> diaper drive ends but tell us a little bit about that and like what you're doing in that regard
2: yeah absolutely so um because i don't give discounts. Um, I like to try to do things for my community. And one of them is this diaper drive. Uh, We're doing a donation until December 22nd. And so far within, I think, five days, I had like 1500 diapers. So there are people out there that want to help and they want to support, which is super awesome. And I think with doing things like that, it makes me feel like I am giving back to my community. I do understand that there are people who cannot afford doulas, which is why the diapers that are going to um, a project where they do have doulas who provide a service for a discounted price, but that is because that is what they're choosing to do. And that is fine with me. I do actually um, volunteer for a maternity shelter. So I do do births with those women and it does not cost them a thing. Um, But when I am doing that kind of work, it looks different from the work that I do with my own job. I show up, I support them, I go home. They have other people who help them in all the other areas of that capacity. When I'm doing my job, they're getting 100% of my time from the time that they sign a contract until the time that their contract ends. And that is 24 seven, you know, every single day, they can call or text me in the middle of the night because they had a weird dream and it made them sad. And I talk them through that. That's my job. That's what I get paid to do. But um, I will say on that, because I charge the prices that I charge, I don't ever have these women who are like, I am so sorry that I called you at three o'clock in the morning because I'm in labor and women do that. Women apologize for being in labor, for uh, being in pain, for being impossible, I guess, quotation marks during all of these things. But it's really funny how few times I get apologies because they know that they're paying for this service. They know that they're paying me to do this. So they don't owe me any apologies. They don't have to worry about the fact that I haven't peed in 10 hours and I'm not drinking a whole lot because I can't pee for 10 hours. They don't have to apologize to me because they're paying me to do my job.
1: Mm -hmm. It's a benefit for both sides. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And just how we talked about earlier that one strategy doesn't fit all for all business owners. I think the same is for your give back strategy too. While someone may like to discount their services, Some people may like to volunteer for organizations that are even outside of what their business does. Some people like to write checks, like these organizations that are doing good in the world need all of these things. So it's just finding out where your magic is, where you want to give back and making that a part of your business. I think that's such a beautiful message. Yeah. And you have given us so much incredible advice, but we're going to ask you to do it one last time. So if a listener out there right now is just starting their business, what is one piece of
2: advice that you would give them? Mostly just do it. Uh, Don't make excuses. There's a million roadblocks in the world. There's going to be someone out there that tells you that you can't do it or it seems impossible. You're going to have a situation where you're like, how do I get around this? But if this is what you know you're supposed to do, you will find a way. It will happen. You just have to jump. Mm, love that. So good.
0: Okay. So if our listeners are like, oh my gosh, I'm actually pregnant. I need to hire Angela immediately. I love her. Her <laughs> vibe is amazing. Or maybe I want like more of Angela, just in my life in general, tell us like how they can hire you, how they can pay you. And then also where to find you on all the grams and
2: social media. Awesome. Uh, well, you can go to my website. I'm downtown Uh, all of my prices and everything are on the website. So it's not one of those things where I'm going to tie you in to a big, long meeting for you to find out that you don't like my prices. They're right there. Um, but I will say, I, I sound super mean right now, but I swear to God, <laughs> my prices are, 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 are great. And my, my work is phenomenal. It is the one thing I can tell you. I'm a good doula. I do my job and I do it 110% all the time I'm on. Um... So all of my information is on my website. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm also under the the forward slash downtown doula. Same thing with Facebook. So come find me, talk to me. I'll help you out.
0: I love it. So good. And I just love you so much as a human (laughs) and someone I've known for so long. So I'm so appreciative of your time and just sharing your expertise and you know, even if you're not a woman that wants to have kids, like let this entire interview be something that's, it can be anything that you want it to be. It could be doula services. It could be, you know, digital marketing. It could be coaching. It doesn't fucking matter as long as you're following your passion, just like Angela said. And like, you're listening to that tiny little voice that just doesn't shut up. It's like, Scratching at you all the time. And this is such a great example of that. And, you know, you can let anything be a roadblock, just like Angela said. But if you decide that you want to do something, just jump. And I think that's like the main thing that we hope that you take away from this episode and this interview with Angela. So, Angela, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We are massively grateful to you. Thank you. you.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk to you all in the next episode.
0: Thank you so much for listening. We hope you are taking away some incredible ideas for your own business. If you liked today's episode, feel free to binge the rest of our shows and leave us an honest review. We are always open to hearing your feedback, especially if you have requests for future episodes. Each month, we'll take a look at our reviews and randomly select one winner for a free digital marketing audit or coaching session of your choice. Don't forget to hit subscribe and we'll talk to you in the next episode.